podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to another Wisden Cricket World Cup daily podcast. New Zealand continued their unbeaten run in the tournament by winning their third game in a row and beating Bangladesh by eight wickets. Kane Williamson scored an unbeaten half century in his first international innings back since he ruptured his ACL in March, but he had to retire hurt after he was hit on the thumb by a throw from Najmul Hussain Shanto. Bangladesh have now lost their second game in a row. Um, I'm Katia Whitney and I'm joined by Bangladesh cricket expert Tawid Qureshi. Uh, we'll get to Williamson in a bit, but first of all, if we start with Bangladesh, they lost a wicket from the first ball of their innings, Litton Das flicking Trent Bolt down to fine leg, and then they fell to 56 for four. It's another top order collapse for them after the England match and also to a lesser extent Afghanistan. Tawid, what do you make of their continued fragility at the top of the order? Yeah, it just keeps on happening, doesn't it? I, I think there was a stat put out that this was the ninth time in their past 11 ODIs where they've lost four wickets before reaching 100 runs. And in fact, yeah, they were four down well before that today, which which really sort of set them back. And yeah, it's a weird one. I, I suppose there's a combination of things there. They just don't seem to have a settled top order at all. Uh, so today, for example, Mehdi Sardmiraz came in at number three. Uh, he batted number three as well in the first game, but against England, he was sort of shunted down the order uh, where, and Shantu batted number three against England uh, and actually got a first baller against England, which is why I was I was thinking he probably didn't want to come in second ball of the innings, uh, having having got out himself first ball in the previous inning. So I don't know if that's uh, the reason why Miraz was was promoted. But yeah, um, that that said, yes, just another kind of real frustratingly inconsistent kind of performance with the bat. I would say, yeah, in terms of the wickets that, that fell, in terms of that top order, yeah, a couple of them fell down to... Uh, catches a, a fine leg by uh, Matt Henry. Uh, so as you say, that 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 first ball of the innings from from Little Dust, a bit of, of, a, of a flick down there. I'd say yeah, those shots were on. Miraz also got out to to playing a hook caught down fine leg as well. I'd say yeah, in both those instances, the shots were on. They just didn't kind of play them well enough, I suppose. So yeah, maybe there's you know a, mar- a margin of error there, which which wasn't quite in Bangladesh's favour but yeah that said there, there were a couple of other kind of softish dismissals as well Glenn Phillips getting uh, a wicket early on uh, with, with kind of his part-time spin as well so yeah once as he said those those four wickets were, were, were kind of down uh, yeah it was an uphill battle from there on in really and uh, yeah Mushvika and Shakib did their best. I think they put on about 90 odds uh, for that fifth wicket. And yeah, just as things were looking like there might be some sort of uh, kind of mid-innings recovery or revival, uh, yeah, Shakib seemed to um, go down with a bit of a, a calf strain of some sort and, and got out subsequently uh, quite shortly afterwards. And yes, so from there on in, yeah, two. Two, four, five for nine always seemed a bit light uh, at halfway stage. And, and yeah, so it proved. I think in the end, they were probably 
a good sort of 50 odd runs sort of short of a, a competitive target really. Mm. Just back on Shakib, he was your moment of the match, right? One of his shots. What was that? Yeah, so as I was saying, he he kind of uh, he did yeah, he doesn't look in the best kind of physical condition to me at the moment. Um so yeah, he was he seemed to be sweating loads. And it was actually quite quite an amusing contrast because him and Mushfika are virtually the same age. I think there's only a couple of months between them. But you know, Mushfika was hardly breaking sweat. He's he's actually possibly even now like the fittest uh player in their team. But uh, that said, yeah, um, Shakib, uh, I think he, he, you know, he ran through for a sharp single. Uh, I think he's got some sort of a, a calf strain, so it needed quite a lot of attention. But clearly, you know, after after he was sort of back on his feet, you know, he he was kind of standing on one leg. So he he ended up playing only for about another four or five minutes and, and basically smacked a couple of sixes. Uh, and a four as well, I think. And it was almost like, you know, that, that sort of four or five minutes that you wanted to see him or, you know, another Bangladesh batter, you know, sort of playing that vein, maybe, you know, in that first power play. Um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. Mm. Just on that middle order and, and Mushfika in particular, his form's pretty encouraging, right? He scored 66 today in that big stand with Shakib, and that's back-to-back 50s after his half-century against England. When you look at that and the rest of the middle order, okay, Shante was out pretty cheaply today, but he was good against Afghanistan. There are plenty of runs to come from them when they get it right, but it's almost that they need a couple of them to stick around rather than relying on one to to um, bear the rest of the team along while everyone else scrambles to support them, right? Yeah, you're, that's absolutely right. I think, you know, we were saying off air that, you know, that exactly that point and it seems that yeah consistency is obviously the key and yeah so many of them sort of seem to blow hot and cold so for example lit on dust you know bagged really well against England 70 odd against them here he was out first ball uh similarly Shantu uh batted well against Afghanistan in that first game hasn't hasn't really made any runs since then um so yeah it's just that that really kind of frustration yeah frustrating uh sense that you know we all know kind of what they're they're capable of individually and on their day it's just a case of for whatever reason not being able to string those performances together uh on a consistent basis and yeah like you say the team really is sort of suffering uh, as a result. I want to talk a little bit about the bowling as well. Uh, New Zealand were 37 for one at the end of the power play uh, and Mr Fizzer in particular bowled a really good opening spell and it was only once Conway got out that the scoring rate started to increase when Daryl Mitchell and, and Williamson were at the crease. Um, they've got a really good bowling attack, don't they? They have, yeah. This is what everyone keeps saying and yes, I, I think they kind of flattered to deceive a little bit in uh, those first two games where um yeah bowling in the power play uh they didn't yeah they didn't bowl very well against England I think today uh one of the things that I think they were consciously trying to do is kind of attack the stumps a bit more and yeah they certainly tightened up on their lines and yeah as you say they bowled really well in the power play uh yeah Mustafiz uh getting the, the early wicket of uh Ratchet and Revenger uh, you know, we all know how dangerous uh, he's been so far in this World Cup. So, yeah, really good wicket to get, I think, in the third over. And, yeah, Shoreful as well, both, both some some real 
good angles with with that left arm uh, option that that he gives as well. So yeah, up front in the power play, you know, yeah, New Zealand were definitely under the cosh and. You know, with Kane Williamson coming in so early, he seemed to take an age to get going. I think he was, you know, one off about 12, 13 balls to to start with. And to yeah, I mean, he you know, he is Kane Williamson. We all we all know uh what, what to expect from him. But you know, yeah, fair play, he kind of soaked up the pressure and um eventually kind of transferred that back onto the bowlers. Mm. Well, let's talk about Williamson then, because he was his return in general was my moment of the match. Um, so first time in six months that he's been playing international cricket. And a nice anecdote on commentary was that apparently he's wearing a knee brace lent to him by Mark Wood, um, which is a nice little bit of team inter-team cooperation. Um, he scored 78 and looked pretty nailed on for a century, but he increasingly looked uncomfortable on that knee. And then he was hit on the thumb from a shy at the stumps from Shanto while running between the wickets. And after carrying on from a couple of balls, he retired hurt. There's no update on him yet, but we'll start with the innings before the wider ramifications. It's pretty impressive for someone who's not played cricket for, for six months, but I guess, I guess that's just Kane Williamson, right? Absolutely, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, considering that he's hardly had any cricket at all, like you say, over the, over the last sort of uh, six-month period, it was hugely impressive. I suppose... Uh, you know, it was almost the ideal game for for Kane Williamson to kind of ease himself into the World Cup. It it felt like it was quite a low intensity kind of game. Certainly, I guess from a New Zealand perspective, going into it two from two, um, yeah, they didn't really have to kind of force the play uh, at any stage of the game. Um, yeah, even kind of you know winning the toss up front, the bowlers. Yeah, bowled tidily up front, and, and yeah, as we were saying before, Bangladesh really kind of gifted them some 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 wickets there. So yeah, it, for for Kane Williamson, I suppose, uh, yeah, it was kind of the ideal sort of game to ease himself in. And yeah, as I said, he 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 was under a bit of pressure, as we said, uh, Bangladesh bowled well up front in that power play. He had to soak up a lot of uh, a lot of dot balls uh, just to get himself going. But, you know, we know what he does. He's a brilliant accumulator, brilliant uh, manipulator of the field. Um, and yeah, got to got to 78. Um, actually, I think he did bat on for a little bit after after he got hit on the thumb. And then, yeah, with about, I think, less than 50 to get like they kind of realised there was no point in uh, in in him carrying on. They were still only two wickets down at that stage as well. So, yeah, all in all, a very satisfying uh, return from Kane Williamson, albeit, uh, yeah, as long as the thumb isn't too badly injured. Mm. And I guess as well, given that Ravindra actually opened today, they dropped Will Young so that they could get Kane Williamson into the side. If you're going to have someone like Ravindra at the top of the order, you need that kind of Kane Williamson type player to come in beneath them so that that boom or bust player has the the license to go out hitting at the top. But if you look at New Zealand, obviously they haven't had Kane Williamson before now and they're still two from two. Um, and looking at the bowlers today as well, Lockie Ferguson got three wickets and they had a really well-rounded bowling performance. So do you think they look like the most complete or well-rounded side in this tournament at the minute yeah I mean you know I'm not going to use the old cliche about you know uh, going under the radar and, and, and dark horses and all that but they certainly look like such a good well-oiled machine I'd say yeah you look at uh, all, how all the bowlers did today they all, they all chipped in basically I think only 
Uh, Ravinder was was the only bowler to, to sort of go wicketless. I think that would be Mitchell only got one over as well. But yeah, all the all the bowlers up front, they all contributed. Uh, and yeah, really impressed with Lockie Ferguson. That extra bit of pace definitely did for 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 you know the the wickets that he got for um, from the from the Bangladesh batters. So yeah, they they you know as as we always know what what New Zealand do, they just kind of keep uh, plugging away, keep soldiering on, and before you know it, they're they're in the semi finals. And yeah, like we say, the only team so far to be free from free. Um, and yeah, looking very, very good. Mm. Well, they've got Afghanistan next up, but moving on to what's going to happen tomorrow, the game that everyone's waiting for, it's India, Pakistan. Um, it feels like the whole tournament so far has been built up to this match. Um, Rohit Sharma said in a press conference today that Shubman Gill is 99% on to play after recovering from Deng fever. Um, both sides are also unbeaten in the tournament so far with India having that amazing win against Afghanistan on Wednesday. What's your prediction for how that game's going to go down tomorrow, Toyed? Blimey, yeah. Don't don't put me on the spot. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my only hope is that you know it's 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 just a, a good close game. I think yeah, what we don't want to see is is something too one sided. I guess you know other than maybe the 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 Sri Lanka Pakistan game, we haven't seen a proper kind of nail biter and, and how fitting it would be if if that kind of game goes to the wire. I think yeah, if Shubman Gill. Uh, is back in the India team. It, it'll be really interesting to see how he goes. You know, we've seen the return of Kane Williamson today and, you know, that that being such a successful return, who's to say that, you know, something similar might not happen for, for Shubman Gill tomorrow. I think India probably will edge it. Um, I just think, yeah, looking at their all-round, yeah, kind of balance of the team and, and yeah, Basically, just how convincing they've been so far in their wins. It's, 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 yeah, it's been pretty uh, awesome from them so far. Mm, definitely. I'm with you. I think India are going to win tomorrow, but I think it could be a really close match. Um, that's all we've got time for today, but there'll be another daily pod for you tomorrow after that India Pakistan game. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you then. Podcast Network.